1: In this podcast today, we've been talking a lot about various topics around trustworthy AI, and we're in the midst of a trustworthy AI series where we're going through the various different layers and levels of trustworthy AI, because there's a lot to consider when we're thinking about AI systems, well, that we can trust. Now, if you're listening to AI today for the first time, know that we've been around now. We're going to be heading into our seventh season very soon. Actually, we're already in our seventh season. What am I saying? (laughs) I can't even believe it. Sometimes it's been seven seasons past our sixth anniversary. Sometimes it's confusing. It's been sixth anniversary back in September. Now we're in our seventh season. Anyway... Uh, What we are doing is we have a bunch of different series going on for our AI Today podcast listeners. We have our glossary series where we've been going over various terms that you may want to know around AI and uh, big data and some stuff around ethical AI and even some things around uh pilots and projects and how we run them uh, that's actually going to be coming to an end fairly soon we've we've gone through pretty much all the topics a lot of the stuff that we cover in our CPMAI training which is our cognitive project manager for AI it's a training and certification on running AI and machine learning projects and if you're interested I encourage you to check it out at cognilytica dot a.com or you can look up CPMAI and hopefully be redirected to our site on that Uh, But we are also in the midst, as mentioned, of our Trustworthy AI series, where they're going through the various different layers and levels of trustworthy AI, from ethical to responsible, to transparent, to governed, to explainable. And we're even going to touch on some of the laws that are changing in this space and some of the things you may need to know about making all this work. Um, And then we're also doing a generative AI series. Generative AI has really captured the imagination and the attention of so many of you. Uh, And we would be remiss if we didn't spend a lot of time on it. So we didn't want to just do one or two podcast episodes or even touch at it at the very basic level, which everybody's doing. We really want to focus on how do we make generative AI work? How do we truly make it work for us and our projects? How do we get around some of the problems? How do we use it as a tool? Um, So if you aren't already listening to our generative AI series, I really hope you tune in and listen to that. And uh, that's going on as well. So in today's podcast, part of the reason why I'm introducing this this is actually a little bit of an excerpt from our Trustworthy AI Workshops and some of the stuff we do in our CPMAI plus E. It's our plus E ethical training, uh, certification and training uh, that we do that's in conjunction with our project management. Because it's like, how do we actually make our systems trustworthy? And in today's uh, podcast, we're going to be focusing on one of the layers of trustworthy AI, and that's around AI system transparency, which is giving us visibility into the various different components and systems of the AI solution, because the more visibility we have, the more we can trust it. The problem with AI, of course, is a lot of it's a black box, but even if you look beyond just the Uh, algorithm. Because that's actually not the part of AI we're going to be talking about today. It's not the explainable part. It's more about knowing what data has gone in to make the AI systems work, how we've gone about selecting it, how we use it, all the methods and processes. Because the more you share, the more people will trust. It's very hard to say it's an AI system. Just trust me. (laughs) I think people are learning that that's not the case. So hopefully you gain some great insight and you can hear from Kathleen and myself on the details here on AI system transparency. So this brings us to the next layer of trustworthy AI, which is around transparency. So as mentioned, let's say we've successfully handled the issues of ethical AI at that ethical layer and responsible AI at the responsible layer. How do we make sure that people can trust our systems because we're going to give them some more visibility into them? So let's get into that. So what is what do we mean by system transparency? The answer is, well, if there's something I don't understand and it's doing something really important, a lot of people don't like that. It's not a good way of trusting system. when You're like, I'm going to make a decision of your loan. Just trust me. Just trust me. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of problems with that because AI systems have proven to not be, well, uh, (laughs) error-free. There's a lot of uh, real mistakes. AI systems are, as we talk about a lot in our CPM AI training, probabilistic. They're not deterministic. They're not a bunch of rules. They're a bunch of probabilities. And, you know, they get a lot of stuff right, but they get a lot of stuff wrong. And even the data sets themselves are full of errors. One of these things that was noted was that one of the most popular and well-used image recognition data sets. ImageNet itself had many errors including things like identifying deer as magpies. So if the data itself has those issues, then of course any system that would use it would have those problems. So what you want to do with transparency is give people visibility because giving people visibility is a way of giving them trust. Then You might say, look, I can't control everything here, but I can at least tell you what I'm doing. I can tell you how I'm doing it. and I can give you even some visibility into what I'm doing. So if we can tell people how the AI Models are being built, what data is being used to create those models, what data was included, what data was excluded, maybe how we're measuring the bias. Then people might say, okay, well, things may go wrong, but I will uh I can trust you a little bit more, right? You know, and I want to under- explain that when people say transparency, sometimes they confuse two things. On the one hand, we could be talking about the algorithm itself. I want to see how that algorithm worked, I want to see how it came to its decision. That is actually a different thing that we talk about called algorithmic explainability or algorithmic transparency that has to do with the mechanics of the algorithm. And a lot of people really may not understand that because it's very technical. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about are the decisions that we make and the systems that we use and the data that we use. And we could say, I'm using this data. Here's how my systems work. I want to give you visibility. And that's even more important because even if I don't know how the algorithm works, if I could say, Oh, well, you selected a bunch of mug shots from, you know, the mugshot repository and you're using that for facial recognition, that may not necessarily be the greatest thing unless that's what you want, right? And so AI system transparency is really visibility into all the aspects of what went into building the AI system so users can understand the context of how that system is built and used and, of course, gives you greater trust. So without transparency, we don't really have visibility. And without visibility, we have to go literally on blind faith, blind trust. That's why we call it blind trust because I can't see how it works. I just have to have faith in the outcome. It's a lot better to not be trusting things (laughs) blindly.
0: Yes, it sure is. So when we talk about AI systemic transparency, there's a few main elements that we want to make sure we're addressing. As Ron mentioned, that AI system transparency. So all systems should provide visibility into the data and the components of the system with their configuration that is used to generate the results. And then there's human decisions on the operation, versioning, development, and use of AI systems should be disclosed and open. So we want to make sure that we know the data that went into it and then the human decisions as well to get that full transparency also bias measurement and mitigation so AI systems should provide a means to constantly measure bias of various sources and provide means to mitigate any bias detected we know that there's going to be bias in our data and data is what is training these AI systems so just make sure that you have systems in place to be measuring that bias as best that you can and come up with you know how are you going to be measuring it and then how are you going to mitigate it we also want to have open systems. So AI systems as a whole should use open source technology with the mechanism by which the system operates visible to all. And this idea around disclosure and consent. So organizations should disclose when AI systems are being used and when humans are interacting with AI systems. So don't let the human have to guess whether or not it's for, it's talking to an AI system Disclose that. Be open about that. It's okay if somebody is talking to an AI system. Just let them know that. And AI systems should provide a means for humans to consent out of interaction with AI systems, being included in AI models, or otherwise being impacted by the AI system. So if the human would prefer to talk to another human, then they should have the ability to opt out, even if that means you know, they need to wait longer to talk to the human, or they need to call back during business hours, whatever it is. There should be systems in place, and if they would like to not have their data be included in AI models or otherwise impacted by the AI system, make sure that they do have that means uh, to, to opt out and make sure that you're disclosing that as well.
1: So part of this, as we talked about, is visibility into the system design and methods. And there's a few ways that we can do this. I mean, we can provide actual visibility into the data that we use for training. People want to see it. We could say, here it is. Take a look at it. And actually, a lot of government agencies do this because they're using data that's funded, managed by the taxpayer and citizen data. And they say, here's the data set. So take a look at it. And, you know, also it's, but it's not just that we want to know, well, did they use all of it? Did they use some of it? Did they pick and choose? So providing visibility into how you selected the data for use in your AI systems is very important. And if you've configured your systems in any particular way, it's helpful to know how it was configured. I used the neural net and I trained it on these particular aspects. That's very important. And maybe even to the extent of which algorithm you're using and how you're combining these various things together with an ensemble or some other approach. I mean, obviously, as we go into this, this is greater and greater and greater levels of detail, disclosure. You may or may not be able to provide some of these for regulatory reasons. Maybe you can't provide access to the patient data that you use to train it, but you can talk about it and you can describe it. So even if you say, look, I can't give it to you, but I can give you some visibility, that's still better than nothing, right? And I think, you know, the other aspect of this is also the decisions that are made. Say, here's how we made the decisions about how and when our AI systems will be used and in what context. The the design of how we're designing our system, maybe how we're iterating it, how we're operating it, maybe how we're using your personal data. Maybe we should document sort of the way in which we did our training and selection. Maybe say so we train our model every day, every week, every month, you know, knowing that stuff changes. Yeah. Giving people a little bit of visibility helps, right? This is all ways of building trust. Right. The reasons how we make decision and maybe even any issues of versioning and development uh, and the use of AI systems, if we're using a third party system, maybe ones that people don't like. That might be important. There was a lot of talk about some computer vision system, facial recognition system that a lot of government agencies were using that people didn't like, or a system for validating people's identity that people did not like. So um, the issue here is like you know we see here that AI transparency is really important. It's actually in an executive order for the U.S., but we are well behind on that. So people are not doing a good job. People fear transparency sometimes because I think they feel like it'll reveal their secrets or may expose them to risk. But I Ironically, it's usually the reverse that happens. So you have to think about for yourself, what kind of visibility you're going to provide at what level, at what level of detail. And we provide a tool for helping with that, both inside of our workshop, as well as in our education.
0: Exactly. So we also have AI system disclosure. So will you let people know that they're interacting with an AI system? You know, Sometimes, you know, as Ron mentioned, people are like, well, I don't, I don't want to share that. Maybe people won't feel comfortable, but just be open and upfront and disclose that there should be transparency and a responsible disclosure to ensure people know when they are being significantly impacted by an AI system, when they're engaging with an AI system. And if they'd like to be able to, you know, opt out of that, then they should be able to, because again, this is all about trust, right? And building that you know, we're we're trying to build trust the AI and we're trying to build trust with people. So when we violate trust, when people think they're interacting with a human, but it's really an AI system, and then they find out that it's an AI system, that gets people pretty angry because they feel duped and they feel that you are not being truthful with them and that you're hiding something from them, um, even if you're not. So just be upfront about it because like we say violating trust when people think they're act they're interacting with AI, but it's really a human sometimes people do this this idea of pseudo AI where they are having humans pretending to be uh machines that are interacting with humans because maybe that technology isn't built quite yet uh but don't do that. And, you know, don't do pseudo AI with this. You know, we have these ripped from the headlines, pseudo AI humans masquerading as chatbots because what people are doing is they're talking to these chatbots thinking that it, there's not a human, but there actually was just disclose that there is a human or that there could be a human so that you're not getting into any of these, you know, mucky situations. So there's definitely considerations that you want to think about. This is in the framework. Also in the workshop that we do, we really dig into these questions and, you know, help you, help you and your team come up with these answers. How and when will you disclose to your users that an AI system is being used? And if you plan to include a human in the loop, then where the users might expect that human, how you're going to disclose that that human might be in the loop. These are all just questions that you need to be addressing and answering. There's no right or wrong question to these, but you just want to make sure that you do have answers to them and that you are thinking about them. And then what emerging laws and regulations on AI disclosure might you have to comply with and how will that impact your AI systems? You have to think about the laws and regulations right now, especially in the different regions that you're in. And as we always say, this isn't a set it and forget it thing. You're going to need to be continually going back to these questions in your you know, ethical, responsible AI, trustworthy framework, and make sure that you're staying up to date on those laws and regulations. If they change, how will you change and continue to comply with them as well?
1: And this goes along with this idea, disclosure goes along with consent, which is, will you allow people to opt out of things? Will you tell them that you're going to use an AI system? Is the answer, well, I don't want to use it, and the answer is tough luck, or do you have a real alternative? And this is becoming an issue in many places, right? You you know, in some places, you may not be able to consent to the use of it. Just like, look, using my product requires you to use AI. Uh, Certainly, a lot of the online systems now are using AI to detect, well, what they say is fraud and abuse of their systems. But they could lock you out of your own products. And you may have uh, the things that you've paid for or lock you out of services. Like one day, you might be banned from Google, and you can't use any Google product, and there's no recourse. And, um, well, you had no way of consenting to them using an AI system to make that decision. It was sort of like, well, that was the risk you face. And that's not a great place, especially as more and more organizations do that. So we should have some sort of right to consent to the use of our AI systems, especially if it's going to cause us personal harm. And AI systems should really inform, we should be having significant decisions, should not be, these AI systems should not make these value judgments without our prior consent. This is especially being the case case with loans, but also employment. A lot of organizations are using AI systems to not just help filter through all the resumes, but actually make decisions on who gets interviewed, who gets hired, what jobs people are assigned to, maybe their salary level. And this is this is covering some territory that now people are finding laws that are preventing the use of AI in hiring and all that sort of stuff, which is unfortunate in some ways, because AI could help filter through, say, thousands and thousands of resumes. But on the other hand, if we use it in this bad way, it won't work. So. We should provide some alternative. If if the answer is like, look, uh, we have an AI system, but yes, you don't have to use the AI system, but the alternative is not as good. The alternative might be, well, you can have to go through the human-based review, but it may be 30 to 60 days. And you can tell people you may not be favorably, uh, you know, re- reviewed in this way because the other pe- like applicants might get reviewed faster by our AI system and therefore we might fill the job faster, but there is an alternative. And you, as long as you know the trade off, then you can make an intelligent decision. you would be like, well, okay, I'll use the AI system because I know what the trade off is. Or you might say, you know what? I'm willing to take the trade off. So how are well, how and when will you provide the means to opt out of your AI systems? How and when will you provide? What are the feasible alternatives for your AI systems? How will you keep an eye on, on the emerging laws? and regulations that will impact requirements for consent for AI systems, because they're coming out. And how will we track and manage any of the opt-out decisions? So when someone does opt-out, how do we make sure we honor their opt-out? And we're seeing this again, employment, finance, using AI systems for financial decisions, healthcare. We're seeing AI used in a lot of places. And increasingly, they're not providing consent, let alone disclosure. And this is, I think, causing a lot of issues of trust.
0: Exactly. And, you know, as we said, it's really when people find out that there was an AI system being used and they didn't think that it was being used. If you had told them up front, there might be a lot less issues. Another thing that we want to talk about is bias. We talk about bias a lot, but yes, you have bias in your data. You're just going to have bias in your data. So are you measuring that bias? Well, AI systems should provide a means to constantly measure bias of various sources and then provide means to mitigate any bias detected. So again, you know, unfortunately, like we said, you're just going to have information bias, selection bias, just general bias in your data. So if you're not measuring your bias, then how do you know you're effectively serving your audience? How do you know you're avoiding potential legal liability? How do you know how to fix these problems as well, or try and remove some of that bias from your data, especially if it's bias that maybe you can easily identify. And how will you prove your systems are trustworthy? Because at the end of the day, and that's what we're talking about, right? We want to make sure that people are trusting our systems so that they continue to use them and they continue to have tr- trust in you and your organization. So questions that you need to be addressing and having answers to, are what approaches will you use to measure potential sources of bias and how will you identify that potential bias issue, maybe with vendors, third-party data sets and models from your suppliers and contractors. So, you know, how are you identifying that? How are you talking to all of these different third-party vendors and data sets and suppliers to make sure that you can identify some of this potential bias? How will you measure model performance against potential measures of bias, and how will you communicate internally and externally the methods that you're using to measure the potential bias issues? Because we want to make sure that internally people feel confident and trust these systems and externally they're doing the same thing. So these are all questions that you should be asking and addressing, gathering that large team together so that you do have, you know, you are considering all of these and have answers to all of these questions.
1: So one of the tools that we provide is sort of this multi-layer assessment tool for understanding transparency. This is at the transparency layers. It doesn't address ethical, responsible, but if you're going to provide visibility and transparency, let's sort of measure it because it's not an all or nothing thing. We may be providing greater transparency into certain things than other things that we need to make sure we have a level. So we have a model, ass- an AI transparency assessment tool, which uses a this radar chart, uh, which was developed by us, Cognitica. We contributed to ATARC and, and uh, the, also ISO, but by and large, we're using it primarily. And it's a scoring system from one to five that rates the levels of transparency for each factor, whether it's the way that you're disclosing your tr- training data or the method by which you're versioning. Or the way that we're identifying and disclosing our data sources, uh, visibility into algorithmic explainability and things like you know, measure how we're measuring and detecting our our bias. And we communicate, we can actually give this chart to our stakeholders and say, hey, here's where we are, maybe here's where we wanna be, or maybe here's where this is where are we gonna be, period. And it gives people visibility to say, okay, I can't really disclose maybe the training data, but I can disclose some of these other things. And then that gives people, again, visibility and they know what to trust. And maybe they could say, well, this is an area I don't have as much visibility. Is that an issue or is that not an issue? Something for us to consider. So I hope you really enjoyed that excerpt from our CPMAI plus E and our Trustworthy AI Workshop on AI system transparency, give you a little bit of visibility and taste into what you need to do to make your AI systems more trustworthy from the perspective of giving greater visibility into the systems and the data and the methods and the processes that you use. So uh, again, if you're interested, please do subscribe to our AI Today podcast on uh, iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, the Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Deezer, I don't know. we got so many places, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening to us. Please stay subscribed uh, and please continue to listen to us and give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you about the topics you like. That's how we knew that we probably should <laughs> branch off. People have been listening to too much glossary series. So that's why we're doing some of the Trustworthy Series, the Generative AI Series, um, the series of interviews with folks who are putting AI into practice. Whatever you want to hear, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, you know, definitely check out the show notes uh, on this topic so you can learn more about what we say on Transparent AI. And uh, we have a lot more great information for you there.
0: Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners. To expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need, check it out at aitodaylive slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.